Welcome to our Thursday Mindful Awareness Meditation. I'm Diana Winston, the Director of Mindfulness Education at UCLA Mindful Awareness Research Center. I'm happy to be here and be in our usual Thursday time to be with ourselves, to practice, to look inward and see what happens. Mindfulness is about paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. How do we live more fully in the present moment? Not lost in the past, not lost in the future, but really right here, right now. And so we do this practice of coming back and settling our mind so that we can see more clearly. So if you think about um, a glitter ball or a snow globe filled with, with glitter or you know the little snowflakes, a snow globe with maybe, I don't know, the Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty or something like that. If you were to shake it up and the glitter is going all over the place, that's like our minds, right? Our minds, most of the time, it just shook up. We're like running around thinking about eight million things, lost in anxiety, lost in fear. And one of the exercises that um, they often teach kids when they're teaching mindfulness to kids is they'll take a glitter ball or a snow globe and they'll shake it up and they'll say, that's your mind. But now let's breathe a little bit. And as the children breathe, little by little, the glitter ball begins to settle, the glitter settles. And then um, you can see clearly, you can see right through. And so this is um, an analogy for one of the ways that mindfulness can work, that we can practice with a mind that's distracted and churned up, but over time we can calm down and then calm down, get more concentration, more ease, more emotional regulation, and then we can see things more clearly. So people often report that it seems like somehow their intuition increases because of mindfulness practice, because mostly I think it's that they're just learning to tune into themselves better and not so distracted by all of the kind of the, th the thinking that can lead to a lot of fear, anxiety, and so forth. So mindfulness can give us uh, more access even to decision-making. And this is something people were asking me about this, like how can you use mindfulness with decision-making? I think it's basically what I'm talking about is that when our minds are calm and clear, we have more access to our, to our better thinking, to our own wisdom. And so we're going to do a practice today. We're going to do two practices, or maybe three practices. We're going to do some basic mindfulness, and then we're going to do a practice where we kind of calm ourselves down a bit and then check in with this deeper knowing, with our own inner wisdom, and see what happens. And it's not like something is supposed to happen. You're supposed to solve all your problems today. <laughs> if you do, that's great. But it's more just an experiment to see what happens. And then we'll do a bit of a guided meditation around uh, kind of a just a thought experiment around finding access to wisdom. So last thing I'll say is that sometimes when we can't make a decision, it's often because we think we have to make the right decision. And there often isn't a right decision. It's just you pick something and you do it. And then you deal with what happens at the end of making that decision or after you do it. Also, we often get paralyzed because we think we have to be perfect and do it perfectly. And so my just my wish for you is that if you're in the middle of a decision, you can remember that you don't have to do it perfectly. No one ever does, really. 
So let's begin our meditation today with the um, basic mindfulness practice. And you can settle back in a comfortable posture. Taking some breaths, allowing yourself to settle a bit. With each breath, we can come more fully into this present moment, letting go of whatever it took to get here, and just coming in and being with things as they are. This body, this mind. You can listen to the sounds around us, the sounds in the room. Sometimes it's the sound of silence or no sound. As we listen, rather than getting lost in a story about the sound, see if you can listen as if you were listening to music. Curious, open, attentive. Your mind might say, oh, I like that sound, or I hate that sound, or I wonder what that is. See if you can drop the stories about the sound and simply listen. See if you can find that place of stillness or close to it or some version of it in the midst of activity that is around you and even in some way inside you. Can you find a place of well-being or ease, resting, being, yet attentive and alert? And then notice your body present on the chair. And gently scan your body for any areas of tension or tightness, constriction, contraction. And if you come upon these areas, see if you can soften, breathe, let go a little bit. Letting your body come to a place of more relaxation, softening. Yet our posture is upright. Hands are where they're comfortable. Your eyes are likely closed, but if they're open, just keep them looking downwards. 
And let's notice our breathing in our body, the sensations of our breath moving in our body, our abdomen rising and falling, subtly, maybe not so subtly, moving with each breath. Can you feel that abdomen moving with the breath? Or your chest rising and falling, expanding, contracting. Let your breath be natural in and out through your nose. Can you feel the air as it moves through your nose, tingling, temperature changes? subtle movement. So we pick something to focus on in order to calm the glitter, the snow of our minds. And for a lot of people, probably three quarters of you, it's the breathing. Finding your breath in your abdomen, your chest, or your nose. Just pick one area, it doesn't matter which one. Some people like to listen to sounds, so that's another option. Something that's going to give your mind an object of focus. It doesn't actually matter so much what it is, as long as it's neutral. You're not reacting to it. I don't like it, I like it. You're just neutral. That's why breath works so well for people. It's usually neutral. But if it's not neutral, don't use it, use the sounds. So choose where you're focusing on and we'll begin the process of attending to breath after breath or sound after sound. Training our attention. Now, typically, for most people, your attention wanders off. Thoughts pop into your mind, and you just get caught by them. Memories, plans, concerns, fantasies, or you're just spacing out. There's lots of things that could happen. So it's not a big deal when you notice that this is happening. You can say a soft word in your mind. You can say thinking and then gently come back to your main focus. And then keep doing that again and again. So I'll go into silence and you can practice along on your own and then I'll do some little more guiding in a bit.
So for the next part of the meditation, ask yourself if there's a particular question you're struggling with or a situation you don't know how to handle, some decision you're trying to make. There may or may not be, but if there is, see what comes to mind. Now the idea is now that our glitter ball, the glitter settled to the, to the bottom of the ball or the bottom of the snow globe, that we can ask with a bit more clarity. But the way that we do it is not just think about it. We're so used to using our mental faculties, our cognitive mind to knowing and figuring out and analyzing. I'm not going to do that. Here's the image. Imagine a pond and a stone gets dropped into the pond. And the ripples, there are ripples around it. And those ripples, in a sense, can be the more intuitive knowing or what's happening inside you. So we're going to drop the question into the pond and not go into our analysis, but just kind of listen inside and see what emerges. Okay? So just notice your connection to your body and your breath. And so dropping the question in like ripples, like a pond, like a stone being dropped into a pond. Do it now. And just keep listening. And if you notice that your snow globe gets activated, Lots of thinking. Go back to your breath. Just take a few breaths. Come back to center. And then ask the question again. And do this in the spirit of curiosity and play without a lot of expectations. Just see what happens. Now part two is going to take us on a little bit of an imagination journey here. So let yourself bring to mind by the way, just take what answer you got, or if you didn't get anything, just notice. It's fine. We're kind of playing games here, meditation games. Bring to mind a person that you think of as very wise, compassionate, knowledgeable. This could be a person you know, your best friend, your wise old grandmother or grandfather. This could be your... Um, Someone you read about, someone in history, Gandhi, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa. Let them come to mind. Now 
Now the situation that you're dealing with, the question, the decision, some kind of activity that you're doing that you're confused about. Maybe there's a person that you're having a hard time dealing with and you're not sure how to handle them, your child or a coworker. Let's imagine that you can switch places with this wise person. They become you. And now this wise person is going to act in your life from knowing what they know. So imagine acting the situation out, handling the person, making the decision, but it's them. The wisdom, this embodiment of wisdom and compassion. See, sense, feel what happens. Can they answer your question? What would they do if they were you? Well, you're going to have to switch back to you. So before they go, maybe they have something important to tell you about your problem, situation, or decision. What do they have to tell you? You can know. And they might even offer you something, a keepsake, a memento, a reminder, words, something written out, a book. What do they offer you, if anything, before they go? What do they say? So thank them for their visit and they disappear and now let's come back into right here and now feeling our bodies present and just noticing what it was like to do those two thought experiments. Maybe bring some kindness to yourself or wherever you are in this moment. Keeping in mind nothing had to happen. For a lot of people, this kind of thing doesn't really do that much. So don't worry if nothing happened. Take one or two more breaths with awareness. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you for your practice today. And this is what um, mindfulness meditators do for fun, right? <laughs> it's like, 
I'm going to imagine something. Um, I may be getting asked this question. So yes, mindfulness is taught to kids. There's a lot of really interesting things going on both in the schools. There's a program called Mindful Schools that does great work around the country. And then um, locally, we have someone here who's just written a book called Mindful Games by Susan Kaiser Greenland. And it's a terrific book with lots of exercises for kids if you're interested, Mindful Games. Um, so our center, Mindful Awareness Research Center, has all sorts of programs and classes and events. And if you're interested in learning more about it, when you exit on the right, there's a flyer. All our upcoming classes are starting this week. You can still jump in if you're interested in getting more depth around mindfulness. We have a six-week class, an introduction called Mindful Awareness Practices for Daily Living. And in two Saturdays, I'll be doing a day of mindfulness practice devoted to how do we bring it to personal and global suffering? How do we use mindfulness in the face of uncertain times? So um, I'll be in the hallway if you have any questions. These meditations are podcast on our website. And have a great day.